So we are um, a monthly show to talk about uh, the Sailor Moon anime and contrast it to the uh, live action Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Tristan 3. Uh, we're getting kind of towards the end of that first season of the Sailor Moon anime. Though. Like two thirds through? More than that, I think. We got, what, 12 episodes left? Okay, yeah, so like three quarters through at this point. And we're not quite that far in uh, live action, but they like don't quite match up because like live action also only got like a one season versus the seven seasons of the anime. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we are here to look at a couple episodes of stuff because we think that moons are swell. <laughs> we do. I don't know. Like the reason we do the show is because uh, we like to talk about Sailor Moon and we like anime. We like Tokyo. <laughs> I don't know. What's your big like mission statement for the show, babe? Nefri. Right. Nefri, okay. Nefri, okay. What happens if he's not in either show? He, okay, no, I was going to say he's not, but he still is in the, the live action. I'm going to be sad when all these horse, not horsemen, what are they? Arn, Tully. Yeah. <laughs> all these kings of heaven get dead or crystalled. I'm going to be sad. Does that mean that Zoysite and like Kunzai are. Which one's which? The thing. Who's the leader? That has to be Kanzai, right? So that's Ric Flair. Wait, who's Ric Flair's boyfriend in the horse? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I think we have to agree that Arn is definitely Nephrite. I don't. Is he Jadeite? Maybe Jadeite. I don't know. Jadeite has a real Tully Blanchard vibe to me. That's fair. That's fair. They had like a rotating fourth horseman, though. So who were the original? Who. Were the four horsemen wrestling? Okay. Um, Arn and Ole Anderson. So there was two Andersons. So I'm wondering. Maybe Ric Flair's Kunzite. Um, uh, <laughs> maybe Jadeite is Ole Anderson? Who's got a gun? Got a gun. Um, <laughs> or was this before Arn got a gun? So Arn would be Chibi Moon, because she has a gun. <laughs> Does she? Is that I, real? That might be a meme. I'm not sure. That sounds like a meme, but it also okay. sounds like it could be true. So let's say which Sailor Moon character is which wrestler. Okay. Kusagi. Hangman Page. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, we're getting ready for uh, the full year pay-per-view for AEW. It's a big storyline, kind of popping off. Uh, anxious Millennial Cowboy. Um, Usagi Page. is Hangman Page. Yeah, cries, all the stuff. I gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> um, who's Ami? My first thought was John Silver, that's not right. Leva? Okay, blue hair. I don't know. Um, who's Ray? Luna's definitely evil Udo. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Then that means that Venus is Ketty and Artemis is. I guess Don so. <laughs> Artemis is Don Callis. Oh no. 
Okay, so are the other scouts just the elite? I guess. Well, Cody, Cody, Cody. Would Cody be... Okay. Who is Cody? Or is Adam Cole? Is it like... Is Cody Avi? Or is Cody Makoto? No. Ray? I guess if you're saying just the scouts, then I guess Mako probably. Okay. Like when he wears his hoodie up. Okay, yeah. So that means that the Young Bucks are like Ami and Ray? Yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah, of who's who? I think Ray is definitely Matt Jackson. Yeah, I guess that's fair. This is a very fucked up. <laughs> it's the Elite plus Dog Gallus plus Evil Uno. <laughs> As we didn't just need to make it the Elite. Like, it You're the make- one who tried to make it the Elite. I was going to try to come up with an argument to make Cody Nefrit because Nefrit's my favorite, but... So Ray is either Malachi Black or Pack. That's good. Probably Pack. Probably Pack. I like Malachi Black though. <laughs> like she has like the powers. That's true. And then Avi, uh, who's like a good technician, Matt Seidel. <laughs> this is a real fucked up like fan art where like not drawing. <laughs> but no. Uh, so that's a wrestling. But uh, yeah, we like moons. And so do you. Hopefully. <laughs> If not, uh, the new hit movie Moonfall might come out soon. Have you seen, like, about this movie, babe, or no? No, I know nothing. It's a... <laughs> what if the moon fell? Okay, yeah, you know what? Could have figured that one out myself. Yeah. And it's got, like, uh, Sam Tarly and, like, Halle Berry. Oh, and what's he doing with his life? I haven't seen him in a minute. He's trying to stop the moon from falling. <laughs> Moon's haunted. Yeah, Moon's haunted. Better drop it. But no, uh... We, however, will not drop the boon. We love and support the boon. And that's why we're going to talk about uh, episodes 31 through 34 of Anime and 10 through 13 of Big Artie Southern Moon. Starting with episode 31. This might be our worst intro ever. <laughs> love and Chase. It's Luna's worst day ever. Speaking of worst days ever. <laughs> well, basically, Luna, I think, is being pursued carnally by a big bandit band of cats. Unless they want to fight her and kill her. I kind of assumed they wanted to have sex with her. I think it was mostly territorial. That doesn't... You, of all people, <laughs> do, do not get to say it's, well, it's mostly territorial as in either way for, for sex or violence. Okay, but also, they could... I'm ignoring you. They could just, like, know she's an alien because we find that out. So maybe they're just chasing her because they know she's an alien. Maybe they heard her fucking talk. <laughs> Fair. Maybe they're just like, hey, look at this stuffed animal. We got to get it. <laughs> or she's actually like a real cat in like the. Yeah, but she's an alien like, cat. I mean, who is? It? Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, um, she's getting chased as a little tiny baby cat, which was worth for that on her tail with metal teeth. And then um, like tuxedo mask, a fishbone comes down and embeds in the ground. To save her, it is from a big blue fat cat named Rhett Butler that fancies her. Uh, and yeah. Um, Honestly, if this is what Luna has to go through every time she's out trying to like look for the princess, then like I kind of understand why she's so grumpy all the time. Yeah, just like constantly getting attacked by like real cats. One cat does like a bossy growl at her, which is like that subtitle. But yeah, um, then we like check in with the uh scouts and like 
Ray's trying to go on a date with Mamoru, but he's being angsty. And she's like, want to try a terabisu? And he's like, oh, my parents are dead. Or is that later? I, I, that was later. That's with Asagi, not with Ray. But yes. My memories are dead. <laughs> the Joker uh, joke. Joker joke. But no, um, and yeah. Um, and then like Makoto and Ami and like Usagi, um, have found are going to use the research that Ami did to narrow down where the crystal might be. Um, and they um have to get like closer to like have her moonstick go off, and they do, and they get to this like house where this like girl's there, and um she is at the her last name is O'Hara. So you say her name's probably Scarlet, and her cat's name is Rhett Butler. And they try and talk to her, but they can't. And then she ends up um, running after Rhett Butler, who escapes. And um, she gets attacked by like, Zoysite, who thinks it's her too. Nothing happens. Um, then the Sailor Scouts like are like cramped in this like narrow alleyway. And like there's this point where like where Ami gets upside down and like Makoto's just like looking up her skirt and is like, okay, girl power. And then they uh, see that the uh, cats actually are, are like running from like um, more cats. And like uh, when Rip Butler saves Luna, they fall in the sewer somehow. Like, like they bounce twice and whatever. And then they're in that sewer. And that's where Zoysite goes. And, and Zoysite um, is just very much like hates the like sewer. It says like, hits my greatest challenge. Um, like when he like steps in the like sewer water, um, he's gonna need a big hug, a big hug and a big bath. Food site. <laughs> okay, one of many sidebars. But how the fuck have we never heard? I don't. Like this is like a forgotten chapter in the history of like queer anime. I feel like these characters are super gay. Like it's not even subtext. No, it's not subtext at all. It just makes me worry that something bad is gonna happen, and that's why we don't hear about them. But like, if Kunzai betrays Zoysite, and like, gonna isn't he? That's that's like the worst thing they can do, right? Like, that's pretty bad. Oh, you were just a tool for me, ha ha ha! That's pretty bad. But like, it's not that bad. Like, there would still be a lot of fandom shrapnel. I feel like from that. Like, I guess people just like weren't somehow people weren't gay enough. What she said. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I know what that smoke. I'm just joking, but just like I know there's cousins later who aren't cousins. Um, but like, what did the dub do for these characters? Did they say like, oh, their father? <laughs> Why is one of your notes the twink is devoured? Okay. Uh, let's keep going. Um, Usagi is mad that Luna left her post but cares more about the girls rare video game and does not realize she's not responding. Zoysite touches a wall and it turns out to be like a million mice and they start running. Um, Yuichiro is back uh, from last episode and asks Ray on a date since Mamoru is not here, but she doesn't go and then she's sad. Luna sees that Rhett, that Rhett uh, Butler hurt his leg in the romance conventions. Um, he blushes when she asks if he likes her. And, and then she says, what a predicament. I was like, come on, fuck on, Luna. You're a cat. What are you doing? Um, and then Zoysite shows up being chased while chasing them, and they um can't fit in a hole due to his bungus, but immediately Zoysite can. Uh, 
And then, and then there's my note, the twink is devoured, because the mice wall devours. So he's like, <laughs> the twink is devoured. I was real stressed for him, but it turned out good for him, I guess. Yeah. When they escape from the sewer, Ray sees Luna and says, oh, she has a boyfriend. Uh, and then, like, that's the same time as um, the other scouts, like, realize that, oh, the girl is not haunted or whatever. Possessed. Possessed. Is the word. A girl's haunted. <laughs> but no, um, and then um I wrote um Zoysite is that bitch now as he controls the rat pile and like he's just like on top of it. That's fun. I'm glad he made friends with them or whatever, and like rat speak now. Very weird moment. But a big uh, fuzzy wave of rats. Marsh shows up and is like, I won't let you get in the way of their beautiful cat love. And name of the Mars, I'll chastise you. And then Luna is very upset at like being said to be on date. I love how 90% of the time it seems like if the plot of the episodes is, oh, is there bad stuff going on? I was just trying to defend this romance that's not real. <laughs> uh, but yeah. They're, they're teenage girls. Let them, let them have the little bit of love that they have in their lives. And then the fat cat gets a anime Beauty and the Beast makeover. Please talk about this cat's monster form. He is beefy. He's just a very horny design. Cause like, you know, um But he won't hurt Luna. And like holds her in his paw. True love. True love is when you're a girl and a boy is a monster and holding you in his paw. Yes. Okay, fair. Like King Kong. Godzilla, probably. Godzilla has never should. That's kind of against this whole like should. vibe. Okay, well. Should. <laughs> No, it shouldn't. Should. Shouldn't. Should. No. You're wrong. Okay, fine. I'm not going to say any more to this. But, so. Should. Just a big part of the psyche of romance I found for a lot of women is Monster Boys. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I really don't. Is it like just like, oh, I'm beauty because I said, because I like ravaged the beast, calmed the beast. Not Those are two different. I mean, should it's just like oh hey this is everything this is uh wilderness <laughs> instinct monsters are just very fuckable a new name for this podcast <laughs> and yeah um and then um so it's like it gets very upset as his wrist and face is cut as tuxedo mask takes that last crystal luna falls but gets caught as that one um he's in that's when She's in his hand, like all of her, and it's just very. And like she also sees like his wound again, and like um, that's when Ray says, "I knew it." Those two are madly in love, and then the scouts like ruined the moment for Ray, and then um, they save Rhett Butler, who says "meow fresh," and then um, Rhett Butler falls down like alley. What does that mean? He's standing after the meow fresh, hands in the air, just falls on the stairs. That was one time my foot was asleep and I didn't know. <laughs> Everybody else there, probably just Ollie, I think, uh, was very concerned. I just thought that was very... I didn't know my foot was asleep. It didn't feel asleep. It just wasn't there anymore when I stood up. Yeah, well, um, and then I think Usagi says, get out. You and that cat were lovers. 
Get out. You and that cat were lovers. And also, Luna's hot and love is bitten. Uh, and then uh, she does not appreciate that gossip. But we see the cat in the sky blushing at her. So that's uh, Sailor Moon. That's all of it. Every single... This is perhaps the most pure episode of Sailor Moon. I bought into it way more than I was expecting to. Like when we saw it, like the preview for it last time, I was like, oh, this looks stupid. Um, I did buy into it as soon as that stupid Ginny looking cat through the fishbone rose. <laughs> I was like, oh crap, this is where we are at now. Yeah. Um, this is like very much just I've got a successful anime. I'm or like manga. I'm just gonna do some shit. I'm just gonna get my monster stuff out. Because <laughs> there hasn't been like other monster romance yet, right? Besides Nephrite, because he's Thank you. hot. Thank you. <laughs> but like he's not monstrous, is what I mean. Like he looks like a dude. He lied to Naru about going and getting chocolate parfaits. Okay. That is pretty monstrous. You know that's not the kind of monster I'm talking about. He's not like fucking. Worst kind of monster there is. <laughs> All right. Good. Good job, honey. We passed that episode. Sailor Moon. I can't talk about that. You wanted me to be more engaged. I am more engaged. Here you go. <laughs> okay. Calm it down <laughs> a little bit. No. Okay. Uh, episode 32. Who knows resolve? I'll protect Naru. Method and Red Man is the first thing I said. Just smoke Buddha all day. Just, mm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so <laughs> what? If you don't know Method, it makes sense that you wouldn't know Method and Red Man. It's fine. Um, I cannot explain this. <laughs> Isn't this literally your job on this podcast? Okay. Method and Red are a very iconic 90s rap duo. They went on to star in like several movies like How High. They're just uh, great. They have some great albums. Um, what does that have to do with Buddha? One of their songs is called Smoke Buddha. They smoke and they're like Buddha. Oh, I they like cheese. Uh, oh. But yeah. Um, and then um, I did not have great notes this time, I guess. But yeah, um, Luna is at the arcade and is talking to her contact. And then um, she is ready to meet them all at the temple and tell them. And the hand-drawn animation looks so good, like how this night sky in this temple. Um, and then she says she was set from the moon. And they're all incredulous, including Usagi, who wants to know if there's a rabbit on the moon. Because that's her namesake. Uh, but yeah, um, so... <laughs> I didn't realize that the Moon Kingdom was actually like legitimately on the moon. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like, other world shit, not like the actual moon. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's like the moon of another dimension. Who knows? I'm not sure what. Yeah, I was thinking more interdimensional than like the legit moon. So I was a little like, oh, okay, cool. We don't what technically know, to be fair. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, uh, then I wrote Zoysite and Kunzite foreplay over the, the J.O. crystals. Uh, and Zoysite is so deedy. I guess they must have had a scene. I wrote that he was a struggle boy, a struggle baby last episode, and I don't know what I specifically was referencing with that, but Zoysite, a struggle baby is accurate. Showed up and he was very haughty, like, ha ha ha, my father. Uh, and then <laughs> Fuck. he's much more like, my daddy. Uh, but no, so he's just very much like upset that he doesn't have all the crystals, I guess. Um, 
Right. So the Dark Kingdom has four. Tuxedo Mask has two. And so the Sailor Guardians one. only have one because they're bad at this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then um, this cuts to the main side plot of the episode, I guess, uh, which is uh, that um, they're targeting Naru because they know that she knows the scouts so that like they can get like the scouts crystal. And then, um, yeah, so um we see naru and no like having lunch together but then like when usagi comes over um humno's very sad that they're just friends and naru says something is missing and yeah it's attraction like you could like somebody friends with them but that doesn't mean you're attracted to them there's like different skill sets like different traits like a different relationship don't date the xander villain the xander villain or the xander villain villain? (laughs) yes Villain, villain. Yes. I'm Xander. That was a joker joke. <laughs> uh, but no. Um, can you explain that was a joker joke quickly? I didn't know I had to explain things on the show. Um. <laughs> Shut the fuck okay. up. Hey, what the fuck was that? Yes, you're on the show. You were a co-host. I do five plus of these a month. Like, you explain what a joker joke is. Um, the AI generated Batman video script yeah there's a pretty popular youtube for like an ai batman and like one part of his it's like um the joker gave batman a like coupon for new parrot it was expired that was a joker joke is a joker so yeah uh it is a mainstay for us i guess but no um so yeah um Kusagi says um that umino needs to be pushy and cool, and then imagines Tuxedo Mask with his baton extending. So then he takes that as, I should be Tuxedo Umino Mask, the stalker and dogfighter. Um, he's the nerd, he's the nerd from Robot Chicken. And just, um, he tries to stop them from going into the arcade and spending their allowance, but then they just step on his spleen and are like, okay. I'm sure he was fine with. Yeah, probably. But, um, and then Motoki continues to be a good guy be like, hey, Usagi, I've got two tickets if you want. There's like, and then she's like, for a date. He's like, no, they're to the arc, like to the to the local like amusement park for their Red Man show. And then she's like, Smoke Buddha, and he's like, no, like Red Man, like the uh, Usatsu character. And then she's like, oh, I'm too old for that. And like, your thoughts on this? He was being nice. He was like, I have this younger friend. I'm gonna give her some tickets or something. No. Babe. No. I am never going to defend Matoki. <laughs> Matoki is the only defense against Tuxedo Umino Mask. It's somebody who's nice to you that is not weird to you. And you're like, hey, want some tickets? Oh, we're friends. Oh, you made me some like, cookies? Awesome. Here's some Come free tokens. make me breakfast and clean my house while I decide if my girlfriend should go to Africa. And then you have Tuxedo Umino Mask. You could be attractive and pleasant and have no bad intentions. You could be Umino. You could be an actual boyfriend, or you could be a bad guy. Bad guy. Okay, but like, bad guy. Bad guy. I'm I'm kind of thinking of like a Jake Gyllenhaal. Isn't that what Matoki is? No, Matoki has no intentions. He is nothing like Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't like him. I like him in the I like him in the anime or not in the anime. I like him in the live action. Matoki is not a Jake Gyllenhaal. Matoki is gross. He's not actively gross, but he is passively gross. Yes, he is taking advantage of people. He's like, well, if they want to get taken advantage of, I'll do it. But he's not like, 
dating these girls or like he they just They don't like, know that. He's pretty clear. He knows how stupid Usagi is. He doesn't Okay, he's also dumb though. That's part of his character that he's dumb. He thinks no. that it's just nice for them to do stuff for him. I <laughs> bought that he was clueless until the episode where he has a girlfriend. After that, no, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's entirely clueless. He's like, oh, like this girl's like my little sister. Of course she wants to clean my apartment. That's what little sisters do, right? He's maybe like no. patriarchy, but he's not He's gross. No, he got it all wrong. He is passively gross. Um, And then right as Ubino is going to give up, um, it is sad, but it's like, okay, I guess Naruto's like me. Usagi says, Naruto has to go on a date with you. And like, at that point, I was like, fuck you, Usagi. See, much like Patoki, you didn't know what you were doing there. Just let it lie. Just don't have... He seemed like he was ready to accept that he and Nari were a thing. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to defend Usagi in this episode either. Like, she should just let it be. Except for, honestly, like, the way they were being cute together at first, I'm a little worried that, like, they would just would have gotten together faster if Usagi didn't try to intervene. I mean, like, you could also be intimately friends with somebody. In an anime? <laughs> um, Have you seen Shipping? I'm just saying there are many characters who are technically in the animes they're in in intimate friendships. It's only in the fan fiction where like Sasuke tops Naruto, you know? I'm pretty sure that's the anime too. Yes. It's pretty canon. But it's basically like we don't see the penetration but like we know it. You don't gotta see it. You, you don't gotta see it? Okay. Then it, there's definitely penetration. Sasuke definitely penetrates Naruto just in the anime Naruto. It. And Nardship. What? It's, you don't gotta see it. You just gotta feel it. <laughs> well. Okay, tell me about the Toku. The Toku. Okay. So they go and there is Red Man. No Method Man there. But Red Man is very clearly, he's doing the Kamarider like one, like Hitchiko, like 1971 pose. He's named Red Man. And there was like the Red Man character in like the 60s and 70s whose whole thing was that like, Monsters would like show up at like parks and stuff, and like, he just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Good. And like, there was like no plot. It was just like part of a variety hour, like, oh, there's a monster at the swing set. And then Red Man would just like beat the crap out of them. But like, it was also kind of violent too, because he like cut them open and stuff. Like, ah, at the monsters. Um, and like, he's like red because Suntai. Um, just like a wait, explain that. He's red like Suntai, like the red ranger, the red Suntai, like they're they tend. They're the boss. To be the boss. Like, okay. That leader character. Like, Turbo Band. You know? Okay, yeah, no, I just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything more I was missing. Yeah, so he's just like, I'm Red here. I'm fighting a monster. Like, if you were gonna just, like, have, like, a background toku, this is it. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, um, we also, um, see that Zoisa has improved the Dark Crystal and sees a picture of him and Kunzite. The picture is the best part about this episode. <laughs> The picture might be the best part about this show. Because it's like one button's undone. He has like it's like corner chest showing like Kunzai does. Is it in a heart shaped frame or does it just feel like it's in a heart shaped frame? You can do your own like note taking. Um, I, I just wrote the picture of Zoisai and Kunzai in all caps. All that was the note. But no. Um, <clears throat> You're not answering me, which means you don't know either. I, I feel, feel like it, like it should have been. I could find out. It feels like it was in a heart shape. I don't think it really was, but 
It feels that way. I'm in loving this content, actually. Okay, it was not in heart shape frame. It was in like a rhombus. Oh, that's like a. But that's like a. That's like a gothic dark kingdom version of a heart shape. What is the shape? Is it a trapezoid? Two, three, four, five. I mean, it's technically a hexagon. One, two, three, four, five, six. I don't know. I can't count. Okay, it's like a. It's shaped like the mirror in Beauty and the Beast, but pointy. It looks like a diamond. Oh yeah, I guess it is gem shaped. Yeah, that gem-shaped. would make sense. Yes, and it has like fun monster design. But yeah, so it's just like so. So like I said, it's the Dark Kingdom Piccolo. It's the Dark Kingdom version of the Dark Kingdom Piccolo. <laughs> oh, my background is Piccolo. It's the I wasn't dark- just like Dark Kingdom Piccolo, squirrel, <laughs> squirrel. It's the Dark Kingdom version of a heart-shaped photo. I stand by what I said. Wasn't literally true, but it was spiritually true. I think Zoe's Light might be the best part of the episodes, because there's something else later, too. Zoe's Light's the best part of all of the episodes. So, regardless, um, there's this point, too, where, like, before they actually go on the date, uh, <laughs> Zoe's Light goes to attack Adaru, and Tuxedo Ubino Mask is there, and Zoe's is like, oh, Tuxedo Mask here, I have to leave. He scouted me. And then, like, Naro opens up and is like, what the fuck are you doing here? And she's, like, serving a look, too. She looks very good for midnight. W- what's she doing? She always looks good at midnight. <laughs> like, That's like, why she dates older men. Right, like, when she leaves the house to sneak out with Nefer- like, like she's she's dressed in her nighttime clothes. That is what her nighttime clothes are. So, Nefer's not her first, like, adult boyfriend, is what you're saying? No, she's too sad. It has to be her first. Oh, right, but she was prepared. But she's to have prepared. A- yes. Yes, she is genre savvy. She read Peter Pan growing up. <laughs> yes. No, legitimately. <laughs> legitimately. Naru. I want to look good. Someday my prince will come at Naru. night. Naru. Ah, uh, God. Um, Why can't everyone just leave Naru alone? That's my main note of this episode is just leave Naru alone. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, then Zoicide is on the carousel while they're watching that show. Um, And then shoots a beam, but Naru is like, oh, a penny or like she like she dropped her purse or something and like it goes and hits red man becomes Akan and he traps people in like all two balls and, and breaks the script and then um Humano gets wrecked Anar was worried and then Kusagi is mad that he's using the algae without permission from the local commission in like Hokkaido Usagi has her priorities straight at all times Zorset says I want the crystals or the people in the ball start to suffocate. And then Tuxedo Mask stops Zoysite from getting it. But then Naru sees the actual Tuxedo Mask. Like, oh, Ubino, you're like beating the shit out of Zoysite. You're so cruel. She needs to stop dating Tuxedo Masks. She's dated more Tuxedo Masks than Usagi has. This is true. You were correct, actually. <laughs> she has actually also three. I will count Nephrite and Tuxedo Ubino and actual Tuxedo Mask. Because she was like, oh, man, Tuxedo Mask is fucking hot. Right. She thought he wrote her the letter, too. Everybody thought Tuxedo yeah. Mask wrote the letter. So, yeah. So that's three Tuxedo Masks. Yeah, she's 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 got all of them. The whole set. Gotta catch a ball. Tuxedo Mask. mask. <laughs> then Sailor Moon turns Red Man back and Luna is very impressed because it's her first monster by herself. Um, and Zoysa gets the crystal, though. And then... uh. Tuxedo Mask vows to get it back, but to keep it. And then the kids liked 
the weird part of the show is like hopefully like we get suffocated again um and then we see umino so kid being cool i'm like yeah i definitely beat the shit out of the fucking zoisite yeah totally and the ship is off gross <laughs> yeah now here is episode 33 enter venus the last sailor guardian and it's your turn finally finally okay so zoisite only has one more chance before Queen Barrel gets mad at him. He's been so successful, though. He has five of the He's crystal. been the most successful out of all. I mean, okay, Nephrite did a good job collecting energy, but he fucked up. Because Nephrite's thing was, was it Jadeite made the crystal or Nephrite made the dark crystal? No, I think Nephrite made, no, Nephrite made the dark crystal because he used that to scan Naru's sleeping nightgown body. Yeah, nightgown. Uh, yes. But yeah, so someone sh- should have Taylor Swift write a special a song for Naru, I think. Queen Barrel has a she has a rough time playing favorites, I think. What do you mean? Like she likes to play favorites and then she gets sick of her favorites very, very fast. Yeah. That sounds like a queen. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um But Zoe says it's done everything. Zoe right. it's done well. He just doesn't have all of them. He has That's the problem is that he's lost like two. He's cut the sailor Scouts from the equation and has five out of seven. It's not too bad. No. So he has, she's, she gives him one last chance to get the last two crystals from Tuxedo Mask. And Kunzite offers to help because boyfriends. Um, so the plan is great. It's a great plan. Please wait to reveal the most great part of the plan until it happens. It was obvious. <laughs> It was not to me. Wait, are you for real? I when it you happened, didn't know. I gasped and I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm so glad Allie's covering. This Wait, for real though? Like, I didn't know. You're not lying. I'm not lying. Oh, when it happened, I was like, "Oh, okay." I have to figure out how to phrase this properly then. Okay, so yeah, so Dark Kingdom, Kunzite and Zoisite, they're gonna they're gonna separate the Sailor Guardians from Tuxedo Mask so that they can get the Pretty. Yes. Okay. So Zoisite and Kunzite are going to separate the Guardians from Tuxedo Mask so that they can lure him into a trap and get his last two crystals. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to, I have to be careful how I phrase things now if you don't want me to reveal it. I thought it was obvious, but apparently it wasn't. So Usagi is watching TV. No, Usagi's not watching. I don't know who's watching TV, actually. Anyway, anyway. So Usagi witnesses a fake Sailor Moon running around. Yes. Yes. I called her Wamu Niji. <laughs> so there's a fake Sailor Moon, but I, I guess Wabunario made she's more sense. in purple instead of in she has purple boots and bows instead of red like Usagi does. Um, so she tries to kill some construction workers so that she can save them. Mm-hmm. And Mamru and Usagi and Sailor Venus and Artemis all witness this. And they're like, oh no, there's a fake Sailor Moon running around. That's not great. So everybody goes and chases after her um, to the docks where she's being held hostage. So there's a couple fun things here. One is that, like, Usagi's like, I'm glad she makes me look cool, but also my IP. And then also she says Sailor Moon out loud and a girl with. The- a white cat is like, oh, Sailor Moon, you're Sailor Moon? <laughs> oh, I guess that wasn't revealed that it was Sailor Venus and Artemis, but that's obvious. Yeah. But 
she says I've still ruined out loud in public. Yeah, she's Usagi. Um so Kunzai distracts and traps the Sailor Guardians in a dome of darkness that absorbs their attacks and is extremely formidable. Um he has Kunzai has the best villain evil monologuing the show has seen with such hot takes as true beauty is the glow of darkness. It's nice to meet you, but now you will die. I that too. Most importantly, how do you like the taste of my darkness? He also said punish you good, or was that one of the, the scouts that punish you good? Oh, it could go either way. Who knows? Who uh, knows? Who could say? I did write down Toku Crucifixion because this is not, not quite crucifixion as anime, but just there's a pattern here of the way that the not Sailor Moon is strung up. Yes. Um Tuxedo Mask saves Wamuniji, uh, uh, despite being worried it's a trap. And then... Uh, it's a trap! He escapes the first trap, but then there is a second trap. What's the second trap? Sailor Moon is Zoisai! I fucking not <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know! Oh, this is like my personal 9-11. This is why I'm struggling to tell you, like, to recap the episode is none of my notes... All of my notes are positioned from the point of knowing it's soy site. <laughs> yeah. So what I say by personal my personal 911. I'm pretty sure that's fair. There's a movie about 911 where I guessed it, and Don't you were very mad, Allie. Before. You guessed that soy sit. So my question immediately was, okay, they had this costume already, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just uh yeah. My actual note was they brought the bedroom to the battlefield. <laughs> yep. Yes. Correct. Because fucking, of course, Zoysai is like, I look so much better than the Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Zoysai Sailor Moon stabs Tuxedo Mask and he gets unmasked and down in the underground um, in the Dark Kingdom, Queen Barrel recognizes him. So that's fishy. Um, but Sailor Mo- Venus attacks Oisite so Tuxedo Mask can get away. Her skirt, her skirt is also very short. I was like, what the fuck? Why? I think they just keep getting like- shorter every Guardian. Yeah, right? Okay, just. good. Okay. Um, so Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Venus go to the other Guardians to try to help them. Um, they're all struggling and dying because Kunzite's evil darkness dome like absorbs their attacks. Um, so... She attacks Kunzai and destroys the darkness bubble. And instead of there being a big ultimate battle, Queen Beryl summons, Zoy- summons Zoysite and Kunzai back to the Dark Kingdom and tells them to retreat. And now we get all of the scouts and both cats all together. And Usagi wonders out loud if Sailor Venus is the moon princess. And that is the episode. Ends on a cliffhanger. They started doing that a lot more towards the end of the season. Yes. I don't like it. I did not realize that Artemis was a boy. That's what I said forever ago. Oh, you did? Yeah. The first time that him and Luna were talking in the um, arcade, I was like, oh, I didn't know Artemis was a boy. That's a boy voice, and it's got to be Artemis. <coughs> oh, okay. Makes sense. Artemis is so pretty. Very pretty. Moonside uh, is very pretty. Zoysite <laughs> is very pretty. Zoysite is very pretty. Everybody is very pretty. <laughs> he is the prettiest Sailor Moon. 
when Zoysite is dressed up um, like Sailor Moon, um, he looks like the mistress from Gem. Yeah. Yes. I can't believe you didn't know. I oh, just that assumed must have been so intense for you. They have so many monsters. I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah, they summoned a monster that could like mimic Usagi in it. And then like when it was just like fucking <laughs> Zoysite and pigtails. Uh, Nefrite and Zoysite were te- or not Nefrite. God, not Nefrite. Kunzite and Zoysite were teaming up. There's no way there was not going to be some role playing involved. Queen Barrel is so fucking fed up with them yeah, at this point. Yeah, no, I take back everything I said earlier about her playing favorites. Is she just? I think she'll be happy when they're all dead. God damn it! Fucking Zoysite, you fucking twink. I dress up like Sailor Moon. <laughs> it almost Support. worked. Just fucking. These are the horniest characters in a horny show. And, like, they don't even believe in love. They're evil. They, like, hate light. I don't even the get it. The taste of my darkness. Okay, is that what he says? That's what he said. How do you like the taste of my darkness? I've been eating kiwi. I'm sure he's practiced saying that to Zoysite before. Like, it's, like... In I this... don't think that needs explanation. So, in, like, the dub, they had to, like, cut out the sound of a belt right after I don't like the taste of my darkness, right? Yep. Yep. Yes. Correct. It's like how, like, um, when some people say stuff like lightning strikes, it's like, how, whenever you say, how do you like the taste of my darkness? It's like a, whoosh. but yeah. Uh. So, episode 34 The Shining Silver Crystal, The Moon Princess Appears. Moving on. New open with Venus. Yeah. So, we don't talk about the openings as great as they are because There's they change thing. a lot and it takes me a while to get used to change. So by the time I've like accepted an opening and I'm ready to talk about it, there's another new one. Because that was one of my notes. That is my answer for best fashion is the moment in the opening in the first episode we covered this time. Mm-hmm. You see Usagi when she's transforming from Usagi to the moon princess. Her sailor schoolgirl skirt ribbons out into the princess dress bottom. And it's so beautiful. And then that was like immediately not a thing anymore as soon as I noticed it. Who is, have you ever looked up the Sailor Moon like wedding dresses there must be? No, that's dangerous. I've seen the Sailor Moon wedding engagement rings and those are beautiful. Personally, Uh it must be so easy to be like, oh man, I'm the dude. I I just need a little like domino mask upset and a hat. This is so easy. That's true. It's very easy. Like it's not like the Mortal Kombat wedding or whatever. I love Usagi's princess dress, especially in the old closing. Like, that would absolutely be a good wedding dress. Mm -hmm. I wrote, is Taylor Venus a valley girl? She kind of has that cadence a little bit. I guess a little bit. I didn't pick up on that, but I don't think you're wrong. We get very little of her so far. We get so little of her. Um, So Venus tells her, no, I'm not the princess. I'm just another guardian, just like you. We should all meet up and talk about stuff later. We'll meet at the shrine. Yay. Yay. Um, Queen Beryl debriefs with the boys. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm going to be dressed like Tuxedo Mask. You be Zoysite. <laughs> and like Kunzite, you be the monster. Um, and tells them that the new plan is that they need to capture Tuxedo Mask and bring him to her alive. She does not tell them why. She does not tell them what the deal is. Zoe said, you'll be Luna. Like, it'll be next to the best. Grab me to the Meanwhile, Mamoru is struggling with his stab wound. Goldar. <laughs> so 
start. And Zoysite appears on his TV and challenges him to a fight for the crystals later that evening. Your handsome face, a nice place. We should fight, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mamoru is headed to go meet up with Zoysite when Usagi runs into him and slaps him on the shoulder and is like, hey, how are you? Nice to see you. And slaps him on the shoulder right where his stab wound is. Try the bread. And he's nice to her. And obviously, okay, for how stupid Usagi is, she is immediately suspicious. She immediately knows something is wrong when Mamoru tells her that he hopes she's always going to be this cheerful and to take care. Mm-hmm. He tells her to take care before he walks away, and she knows that there's something up. And that just hurt my soul. And then she looks at her hands and where she had smacked Mamoru on the back, she realized this, his shoulder was bleeding. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yet put two and two together. Takes her until it's in front of her to put two and two together. But she does know that this is weird and suspicious. So she's worried about him. And instead of going to go meet up at the shrine like she's supposed to. She's already late from getting detention because she's soggy. She goes and follows him. So when Zoysa attacks Mamoru. And pulls him and Usagi, he ends up summoning him and Usagi into the tower. Um, meanwhile, the girls are all waiting at the shrine and they start to get worried because Usagi is even later than she usually is. And Sailor Venus shows up and is like, oh, she must be at Starlight Tower because that's where the enemies are. <laughs> and Luna's like, yeah, if that was how Usagi worked, that would be great. <laughs> Which it is, but only in the getting kidnapped with Yamaru kind of way and not in the proactive monster fighting kind of way also usagi before she notices the blood on her hand is like wait i've got to tell you something to mamaru and like i guess she was gonna tell him about ray cheating on him with the new kid (laughs) and she's like oh he's bleeding i shouldn't do that i shouldn't do that right now (laughs) maybe later maybe later (laughs) at his grave (laughs) so (laughs) um Usagi and Mamoru are in the tower with Zoysite. Zoysite seems very unbothered about Usagi's existence. Like, she's just, there's just some girl and she's here. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Not suspicious at all. When did they say, like, we'll get revenge at them for, like... Not yet, not yet, not yet. That's a very important part. Um, So, Zoysite puts the crystals down in the middle of the room and tells Mamoru that he will let the girl go as soon as he puts his crystal down in the middle of the room and then they can fight for him. Except for, of course, as soon as Mamoru puts his crystal in the center of the room, um, freaking Kunzai evaporates in and apparates in. No bullets, Shimmers in. He evaporates in. It's fine. I'm pretty sure in Charmed it's called shimmering. I might be making that up. Um, I might be making that up. Fuck. I don't know if that's okay. true. Cole. Oh, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Um, so he steals all the crystals and leaves Zoysite to fight Mamoru. And yeah, they fight. They don't fight. I forgot what happened. I got overwhelmed. <laughs> okay. So then the ground starts to fall. Oh, out he tells them to come meet them on the top floor and to spur them on. has an earthquake. And... Try the earthquake. It's delicious. Don't believe us. Ask the 
dishes. Ask the dishes? Is that the line? Okay. So, as they race to the top, Usagi realizes Mamoru was hurt in the same place as Tuxedo Mask, but still doesn't put two and two together. As they're climbing up in the elevator, oh, at some point during this, he got his face scratched. Zoysai gets his face scratched. Yes. Um. So, Kunzai and Zoysai are waiting at the top for them, and Kunzai's hand is on the back of Zoysai's neck. Mm-hmm. And they say they'll destroy the. He says they'll destroy the Sailor Guardians as revenge for the scratch on Zoysai's face. So very good. Also very good is Mamoru and Usagi finally having a heart to heart in the elevator, and she asks him why he needs the crystals. And he tells her about how he survived a car crash that killed his parents when he was six, but he can't My remember anything besides that. Um, he just has the stream of the princess and knows he needs to find the legendary silver crystal. And Usagi says, I used to think you were the worst person in the whole world. Now I think you're only the second worst. Is it here where we find out that uh, literally like right before the car crash is like when he first met Damon and like got like Lambert to not remember? I'm just saying stuff to pop you, honey. That was a vampire's diary. <laughs> that was a vampire diary. That was a vampire diary. So they get to the top, and Zoysite's going to attack, and the only thing Usagi can do to stop it is to be Sailor Moon, but that would mean transforming right in front of Mamoru. So Usagi transforms into Sailor Moon. It takes a long time. And Zoysite's all like, yay, I'm going to kill you guys. Yay. Even though he's not supposed to be killing Tuxedo Mask, but he's just like, we're just going to say it was an accident. It's fine. We'll just tell Queen Barrel it's an accident, which I do not think would fly. I don't think that's going to work for her, but whatever. So he goes, now I can kill Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. And she's like, what? Tuxedo Mask isn't even here. What are you talking about? <laughs> Except for <laughs> Mammer is behind her and throws a rose. Then she turns around and he puts on his domino mask. and. Romantic Latin music starts playing as he transforms, but then it like the first time somehow seamlessly transitions into their theme. Uh huh. Which should have been super jarring, and somehow they made it work. So Usagi knows Mamoru is Tuxedo Mask. Mamoru knows Usagi is Sailor Moon. Zoysite goes to kill Sailor Moon, but Tuxedo Mask jumps in the way and gets impaled. Usagi cries, and her tears summons. And combines with the seven crystals to become the silver crystal because Usagi is the moon princess. Yeah. And the other Sailor Scouts have also. They got up. there. Yeah. They got there. They're here. But Usagi is the moon princess. Who could have thunk? Who would have known? And there's like, there's one line like, look at us. All five Sailor Scouts and two cats. What's better than this? <laughs> Just guys being dudes. Oh, we missed a very important part because I was too emotional. So Tuxedo Masks transforms to a fun Latin sexy music for some reason that then turns into the, their sad theme. As Usagi's coming to terms with this, her she thinks about her interactions with him. And it alternates between Mamoru insulting her and Tuxedo Mask being sweet to her. And then he tells her to leave. And he says, you were very brave today, Sailor Moon. Leave the rest to me. And then he gets impaled, and he tells her to stop looking like you're about to cry. I'm glad you're safe. And I ship them. I know. I'm, okay, but, like, 
episode one, I was saying like, no, this is ruining my life. I don't ship them anymore. This is weird. He's mean to her and he's too old for her and I don't like it. And I've given in to my base self and this is what it is. Given in to my base self. I've allowed my brow to furrow and my quills to sharpen. <laughs> yeah. No, that uh, sounds like a good ship. Because like people forget in a lot of modern media, like, huh, this relationship is so good, right? It's, it's not. Sometimes you just gotta have people hate each other. Sometimes you just gotta love what you love and who you love, whether it is an angsty superhero or Nephrite or Kunzite, Enzoistite. Really, sometimes we don't pick you have who to we love, love what you love, too. And sometimes that's this very silly stuff, but in the best way. Curious. And I think uh, with that, we find our lines being drawn and they're sharpened in ink. And then they start to transition into the real world. Smells, touches. And now we're live action for Tokusatsu. Episode 10. I am Queen Barrel, Queen of Darkness. Taste my queen. <laughs> she's way, I thought she was going to be so much more in this episode than she is. I was a little disappointed. Um, Usagi and her mom fight over breakfast because Usagi's mom doesn't want to put cheese in Usagi's omelet, which did not occur to me that you could have an omelet without anything in it, and that's disgusting. And I agree. Usagi was right in running away. Um, but all of her friends are busy. Can't fit her stuffy in her bag, by the way. Yes. We noticed that. Yes. Matoki has stuff to do, so he's having Mamoru fill in for him at the karaoke bar, so she doesn't want anything to do with that. And Ami is going to the library to research the moon princess, because, or just the princess, because they do not know. This is important. They do not know that it is a moon princess. True. Um, so she's going to the library to research, so Usagi doesn't want to do that. And so then Usagi goes to go check with Moko, Mako. I got confused with all the M names. Um, and she is demoing her house pretty much. And so then she's like, oh, the only one left is Ray, but Ray is, gets on my case, and that's gonna be no fun. But she goes to there goes to see Ray, and Ray actually is like, Oh, you're running away. I get that. You can stay here for a minute. It's fine. You can help out at the shrine. Yeah. So they are helping children make paintings of Princess Kaguya, the moon princess. And obviously that's an Usagi thing because she's Sailor Moon. But also Rai like super identifies with her because Rai's mom died when she was little. And she used to think that her mom was with the princess on the moon. And one of the little girls that she's helping paint thinks that. Meanwhile. Zoisai is finishing his requiem because he needs to finish his requiem before he can fight this before he can fight Sailor V. I must finish my requiem. And so, but what he's actually doing is he's summoning a vibey music monster. Horny vibey. Horny vibey music monster that puts everyone who thinks they're a princess to sleep. So the Prince of, of Estonia is randomly visiting, so she gets unconscious. And then a little girl is playing with her Barbie doll and says her name is Princess Sparkle. So the Barbie doll sets on fire and she goes unconscious. And then the little girl at the shrine painting with Rei and Usagi, who Rei just said looks like the moon princess. She goes 
unconscious and her painting um, sets on fire. And there's a little girl at the library where Ami is and she's reading about a princess and the book sets on fire and she goes unconscious. So it's a pretty, it's a good plot. I think 10 out of 10, this is a great, this is a great method. Really, this is the most effective method. Let's make a monster who sings <laughs> and all princesses burn. <laughs> no, honestly, could not have a more effective monster to fight Sailor Moon. Except for Sailor Moon doesn't think she's a princess, so it doesn't work. Yeah, it's all mental. So the Guardians gotta go fight the monster. Everybody except for Usagi gets defeated. Usagi uses her moon wand to defeat the monster and to revive the Guardians and all of the unconscious wannabe princesses. Sailor Moon, fill your stick with power. (laughs) And then Queen Beryl appears and she makes her big villainous declarations about how she destroyed the moon kingdom and now she's going to destroy the princess and all these moon guardians aren't going to be able to stop it. So that is how the girls find out that they are also from the moon. Which they take kind of in stride until they watch a reenactment of the moon princess returning to the moon. And Usagi starts crying because she realizes that she's from the moon. She doesn't know what that means about like being her mother's daughter. And she gets sad. So she goes home and hugs her mom, who is not at all surprised that she ran away or that she came back. Mm-hmm. And then last thing we see is pop star Monaco hearing Zoysite's new song, and she is about to get hit by a train. Episode 11. We get to read the real Monaco. Uh, so, what? So, Usagi wants to meet Monaco, so she breaks to hospital. <laughs> As you do. And uh, she brings um, Minako with fuck, right? Mako. Mako with her. Um, and she's just very famous and like very busy like she's like working on like a christmas version of her stuffy and she has to sign stuff and it's all stuff and like her manager is very much like a very animated i'm sure i've seen him in like other toku stuff he's very good at it yeah he was actually really great yeah uh and like uh, so like she's like running to meet with artemis or like she's going to meet with artemis but her manager notices that she's not wearing hospital shoes She's wearing sneakers and like thinks she's like trying to leave and runs after her. So like the two using their powers for bad, (laughs) we use magic to become nurses, girls, see him and just attack. And they're like, ha ha, you won't get her. Um, And then um, that causes the whole building to realize that she's uh, Minako and uh, they get trapped in her room, like including with her. Uh, and yeah, um, they get their um, whole autograph stuff. But like this whole time, Minako is very much like, oh, that's why you're here. Like you don't sense things like what's going on. And like she's also like not she's thinking that. But what she's not thinking out loud, but like we see in her looks, it's like she's seeing that Usagi has friends and like is doing stuff and is having fun with her life. Uh, and yeah, um, then at that point, um there was a festival online for the for the Sailor Scouts to meet Sailor Venus, but totally not a trap. It wasn't originally actually. Like she says later that she didn't go. So uh, the other two scouts like go and get like oh well, well, mind control by Zoysite. and then um, when uh, Makoto and uh, Usagi go, um, 
Makoto gets like mind controlled, and then there is Luna, who is. So you said that she's tied up. No, please. I said your note. that she looks like Aslan getting sacrificed on the stone table. Why does Luna look like Aslan tied up on the stone table? Is your only note for this episode? <laughs> I have real notes too. That was my most important. And like her mouth is taped. It's very much a whole. I love Luna because she's just like a stuffed animal. It's great. Honestly, does Zoys like tie the stuffed animal up, or does he? Mind control the girls first, and Ami ties Luna up. I think Zoysite was like, I better practice in case my boyfriend comes back. <laughs> but they don't. They're not. We find out. They don't interact. Sad. You don't think that Zoysite has a nice flower for his boyfriend? Uh, but no. So anyway, um, and then um, Tuxedo Mask shows up, and he and Zoysite clash and get memories back. And um, we're not super clear by the end of what they were, but um, that frees the scouts. Um, and then um, that's when we find out that Monaco didn't go because she doubted them. And also her manager gets possessed by a monster from Nephrite. Uh, yeah. And um, that leads right into 12, um, where Usagi realizes, oh, um, episode 12, Sailor V's true identity was the princess. But basically, um, Usagi goes to get her dropped book back uh, and pretends to be a doctor, which is <laughs> still not ethical. But, uh, and then um, as Minako's like having her doubts, her manager comes in, is possessed, fights her, and the, and the drywall smashes like snow angel. What do you say, babe? And then uh, Usagi sees her running and is like, oh, she must be running from her manager because she's an idol. She wants time off. I'm going to use presumably my magic to turn into Santa and put her in a sack on a sled and lug her out of here. I just assumed they found like a visiting Santa costume in a janitor's closet or something because it's Christmas. There's Christmas trees in the hospital, I figured. Yeah. Maybe they had a Santa for the kids and Usagi found the costume. That's I guess true. her using her cell phone makes more sense. Because two things... <laughs> of the episodes is that they're both Christmas themed and um, also um, that there's a through line of uh, Queen Beryl being like Nephrite is devoted to me but Zoysite is not and like she mind controls him to be more devoted to her but um, yeah so um, <laughs> then they go on a date um, my note was Sagi is buying a taxi so I guess she was just like thinking stuff about uh, Minako uh, and then um Nephrite attacks the piano keys in frustration at Zoysite. Does not phase Zoysite at all, but it was very good. And then, like, when the girls are going separate ways, Usagi is, like, following Minako and says she looks so cool from behind, which I feel like I do not have the proper experience to say anything, but I've heard people express that experience later, express different perspectives on people that they like to, like... Uh, but yeah, um, the thing about being a bi girl is you don't know if you look up to them because you want to be them or because you want to fuck them. Sometimes it's both. Uh, but yes, yeah. And then, um, her jacket gets smudged, so Usagi takes her shopping and she tries on a bunch of outfits. And then Usagi is like, Oh, there's fans outside, I'll run out there dressed like you. Uh, because she like 
takes the smudge sweatshirt too, which is like a very much like a I've had my clothes stolen by lecherous women before. <laughs> lecherous is the wrong word, I guess I think. Harsh. It's a harsh word. My sweatshirts have been stolen by women before. They're not yours. And I can't even get my fucking apartment clean before my girlfriend moves over. <laughs> my sweatshirts are always stolen. My shorts too. Fucking my pants. Oh no, fucking. Oh yeah, sure. I'll work on your drywall. Don't make me stew. Damn it. Uh, but no. So oh, then um, and also like people that don't like you will take your sweatshirts too. Like I've like definitely had friends who are girls who have like stolen my sweatshirts before. Yeah, they all like you. Okay, well, I'm not going to have that conversation right now because I feel like I'm going to sound you don't incriminate yourself. very ignorant if I have this conversation. You don't want to incriminate yourself on the record. <laughs> Off the record. <laughs> Maybe you're right. On the record, I can't have a conversation. <laughs> but no. Um, so, um, Minako thinks she's an idiot. Yeah, because there was a back door. And she like takes the fans and like signs one of their autographs as Usagi and they're like, oh, what the fuck? Who's this? She's like, oh, it's a rare one. And um, her shirt also says, love Babby is all we need or love rabbit is all we need. I prefer Babby personally, but uh, yeah. Um, and then she sees uh, some cake and gets it for Monaco and they uh, eat the cake on a Ferris wheel and they eat it the same way. Strawberry so they Strawberry last. I thought you said strawberry slash. And I was like, that's a good name for these kids. <laughs> or the fic, I guess. But yeah. Um, and then um, that is when Barrel is mad at Zoysite and uh, Nephrite has his monsters like randomly attack stuff. And then um, that's when Sailor Venus shows up with Artemis and uh, stops Zoysite uh, and gets him gemmed as a Tuxedo Mask is like also there. And they're all like, oh, Sailor V, Sailor Venus. Wow. She's a princess. Wow. She's wearing like a tiara and has like no Wonder Woman headband. She has like a moon thing instead, like cats. But I got princess shit to do, so I can't be your friend. Yeah. And yeah, that's a very good episode of Sailor Moon. Just a date. Nice butt. <laughs> Let's go on a Ferris wheel. As you do. As you do. Then we get Kunzai. But it's disappointing because... The last of the Shintino Kunzai. Zoysai got jammed. Did you say that? Zoysai got jammed? Yes. Zoysai got jammed. I is... loved when Jadeite got jammed. It was great. Was like, <laughs> Please, you must sleep, Jadeite. Take him for a nap. It's very silly. So, Queen Barrel summites, summons. Summons. Summites? Summites. I was combining summites, summons and Kunzai. Okay, try this again. You were combining summits and... Queen like Barrel summons? Queen Barrel summons Kunzai summons by pops summits blowing <laughs> yes out of rose <laughs> um Usagi and Mamoru both get a, fr- a frantic call from Matoki because his turtle is missing so Usagi goes to the karaoke bar to see Matoki and Mamoru looking for the turtle and Mamoru says... There's been a turtle sighting! <laughs> totally normal thing to say. There's been a turtle sighting. Ah! So they have to team up to help Matoki find the turtle. So they chase it down to a creepy house where there's a creepy man standing in the window and they're going to run away because it's creepy. 
but the man is holding the turtle. The man is holding the turtle. So they all go in to get the turtle, and Matoki's like, oh, I have to feed him. I'm going to leave first. And, and leaves. And for some reason, Usagi and Mamoru do not. Well, what do you mean I have to leave first? We got the turtle. That's all you need. It was like, okay, you two stay and entertain. <laughs> you two stay and be grateful for me. I have to go feed my turtle. Hark at that two-person, like, jogging routine you had. Okay, but you, did, so you didn't jogging. know that Nephrite was the fake Sailor Moon. Did you know that this man... You mean Zoysite, not Nephrite. Or, yeah, sorry. I that would be a different vibe. So you didn't know that Zoysite was Sailor Moon. Did you realize that this man was Kunzai? Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Okay, Toku loves to introduce people living in weird situations, and then they're like, oh, I'm actually a monster. So the man... Yes. Okay, making sure. <laughs> the man tells Usagi and Mamoru that he doesn't remember who he is. And Mamoru was like, oh, dude, same. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> Bro. Dude, sweet. <laughs> Usagi's distressed by it, though. And he tells Usagi that he doesn't remember who he is, but he likes flowers and nature and the ocean. So Usagi goes on a scavenger hunt to get him things to help prompt his memory to come back. And she has no money. And Mamoru begrudgingly follows her around. But she doesn't have any money, so she can't buy like fancy paintings or expensive books or anything like that. So she ends up buying... A single flower and two postcards. And then he let he drives her on his motorcycle to the beach. Yes. And then Mamoru takes her on his white motorcycle. So now he's actually a common rider. I think he might He's gone right? Has been a common rider, remember? Oh, that would make sense. Uh common rider um, first. So Mamoru and Sagi have like a nice little date, even though he's like, I'm just making sure you're not gonna cause trouble for this guy. They have like a nice little date and they tease like she he teases her and tells her not to be upset if it doesn't work, but that it's late so that they can take it to him tomorrow. Usagi goes gets a snack and shares it with him as a thank you. And they have like a nice little time for being mortal enemies. Is he a common writer? Yeah, in the Cabard the first and the next, they were two revivals of um the original common writer. And yeah. Um Maybe I'm wrong. Is this the wrong dude? I think that's him, right? It looks like it. I'm pretty sure that um, he also played him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Queen Beryl is still blowing on the rose. And the guy disappears. And there is a schoolgirl walking home who gets attacked by Kunzite. And he pulls out a strand of his hair and magically strangles her with it until it gets absorbed into her neck. Isn't Toku such your shit? Yeah, shut up. I finally, I've bought in. I'm buying into it. Um, So now she's possessed. Mamoru takes the stuff to him without Usagi and so that they can bond over memory loss. And he says that he's afraid of who he'll be come if he remembers who he is. Yes. Kunze says he's afraid of who he'll be come if he remembers who he is and that he won't love nature anymore and that he had a dream and he hurt someone and what if he's not human? And then makes a schizophrenic rose tornado. And then the girl starts going on a rampage of long nails and becomes like a hot, furry monster. Queen Barrel finally blew on the rose long enough that it bloomed. And now Kunzite is Kunzite for real. Usagi shows up and Mamoru is being weird to get her to leave and says that 
Kunzite remembered who he was and left. So she like leaves, but gets a call from Luna about the possessed girl and goes to go help her. Um, she tells her that the girl is turning into a monster and not is not like a monster hiding as a person. So Usagi's worried about fighting her. But it's fine. Um, but while she helps the girl, Kunze appears and uses the hair noose thing to attack Usagi. And now Usagi is possessed and we don't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And that leads to next time. But I, we have to talk about the song that plays when they go on the motorcycle. It's a good song. Okay. It's a good song. That's all there is to say. They have a song. It's a vibe. It's not yeah. sad, which is great, because usually their song is sad. That's for true, I guess. Uh, this might be a different dude entirely. I might be super wrong there. My bad. I thought he was the same dude I thought he was. Yes, my bad. Um, oh, he plays... He's a bookie? He's a bookie? That's fucked up. Juicy! No, that's not one of those. I did not realize that fucking Mamoru was a bookie. That's... F- <laughs> wild and crazy kids holy shit uh what i did not realize that that's so strange but no um we are left on cliffhangers in both the anime and the live action we've got sailor moon turning into a princess and we've got sailor moon getting possessed by a monster yeah right that's a lot to do things are Uh, intense and they're in different points in the show too because like uh the live action's still like early on versus uh like uh the anime's like in the final stages of this first thing like it has other arcs has arcs later but you know that's me so we are going to be leaving you all and ourselves on cliffhangers oh, okay. remake of Kamen Rider 2007 Mamoru is the main character this the secondary writer in Kamen Rider Hibiki is wait no Matoki is in the revival of Kamen Rider in 2007. He plays Takeshi Hongo, Kamen Rider 1. Mamoru is Ibuki in Kamen Rider Hibiki. I should have known that. You should have known that. You just did Hibiki. It happens. It happens. But yeah. I haven't watched Kamen Rider the first for like, since like 2007. Ugh. What do we have for next time, babe? We have episodes 35 through 38 of the anime and episodes 14 through 15 of the live action. And that split up is going to be what we're going to have for a little bit as we plan to finish the first season and watch the live action Valentine's Day in time for Valentine's Day. Yes. Uh, very good. This was my plan all along. Really. We, we plan our episodes very specifically. And with lots of thought. I mean, like, we're joking, but that is true. Like, every episode has been, like, matching arcs and matching stuff. We've right, this episode lucky. was matched up to get as much Kunzite as possible. Yeah, double barrel Kunzite. Uh, but no, yeah. And then uh, our final questions, though, are, who were your top three favorite characters in these episodes? Zoysite. Zoysite was yours. My first to my top three. I'm going to have to say, uh, also Zoysite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rip Butler's a pretty good character. And I'm getting assaulted by him right now. <laughs> Who is your second of your top three? Which one? Yes. Are you going Kunzite? Zoysite, Kunzite, Kunzite? Is that your spread? Yes. Okay, Zoysite, Rip Butler, and 
I'm gonna say live action Kunzite. And anime Zoisite was mine, not live action Zoisite. Right. What a spread of what was your favorite uh practical effect or monster slash hero design? I really liked the hair choking, absorbing possession. Yeah. That was great. That's an extremely easy effect too. Uh I liked the burning Barbie. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very good. I was shocked. It's what an effective damn. Um I also think I have to lose this category uh this month because I did not realize that they weren't just red and blue master from Rue Soldier. They were literally two common riders from the same issue year, honestly. So like three years after this, they were both common riders. Yeah. Uh and the last one, of course, is what was your favorite outfit? Um, so in the Rat Butler episode, I really liked I really liked Ami's fall outfit. It was such a vibe. She had like yellow tights and a brown skirt and a pink turtleneck and like a big blue sweater vest. It was very cute. I liked Naru's midnight outfit in the anime. Because <laughs> what the f- you're very made up. You're very ready to go. Uh, and then in the live action best outfit, I don't know if I got, I mean, I think, um, I appreciate, uh, the fact that, um, Kunzai was just in all white to show us what it was all about. And when he, him and, when him and Tuxedo Mask, like, clashed and bounced off of each other, and it was all, like, the black tuxedo and the white flowy robes, and, the, yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Okay. What was your your best outfit in live action? Though? I liked Minoko's witch outfit that she didn't get when she was trying on clothes. Yes, that's true. It was very cute. Okay. And then I guess with that... I gotta go cry about a cowboy. That is our like, eternal sign-off. <laughs>